What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the what life you've been like longing to live. From your life? Do you wish you could easily eliminate what's holding you back from living your dream life? Christina Deering, spiritual awakening guide and shaman healer, is on a mission to help you find true inner peace and fulfillment. Using the most potent healing modalities on the planet, Christina will help to transform everything that's in the way of what you want, guiding you to create a deeper connection with your authentic self and unlock your divine purpose for being here. And I can personally say that after my healing with Christina, I felt this deep sense of calm and freedom. It was so powerful. And now I carry that with me every day. So go and get her free checklist, Top 7 Ways to Heal What's in the Way. And you're going to also receive seven guided healing exercises as an added bonus straight to your inbox. So go visit www.iamchristinadeeringdeering.com backslash heal. That's www.iamchristinadeering.com backslash heal today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan, on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. You can listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. And to learn more and for your full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com for more and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in. Super excited to introduce our special guest up in a second to you. And as we do every week here on Look for the Good, we find reasons to feel good about our lives because it is so easy to find reasons to feel bad about your life, right? We can always look for what's wrong because that is how our brains are so beautifully predisposed to keep us safe. But here, we we come up with ways that we can rewire our brain and new ways to think about things and new ways to look at things. And I love bringing people on, as you know, to share their stories, share their personal stories of triumph and how they overcame things in their life. Because let's face it, we all have stuff that hits the fan at some point. And it's not about that because we can't control that piece, right? But we can control our reaction. We can control the stories that we tell about those things. And we can decide whether those stories serve us or they don't serve us any longer. And we can learn to rewrite those, rewire our brains, and really start to live with passion and joy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'd like to introduce, drumroll, someone please in the background, <laughs> Lynette Pottle. Hello and welcome, Lynette. Carrie, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you on. And let me tell you a little bit about Lynette. She is a champion of women's empowerment. Love that. And a passionate well-being advocate. She's a multi-book Amazon international best-selling author and founder of She Gets Published Brand, where she helps women confidently create, 
publish, launch, and leverage their impact-making books. And here's a really cute little random fun fact that I love because, you know, I have a fun little title. Um, So Lynette was for, I think, about six years, she was fondly referred to as the positivity lady. Isn't that cool? So welcome, Lynette, positivity lady. We're (laughs) so happy to have you on. Thank you for that. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I love your history. You and I know each other from a mastermind that we're in together. I love the work you do. You have your own podcast, right? Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yes. She Gets Published. The podcast is really for that indie author, aspiring author, and we cover everything from beginning to end and more (laughs) with the book. A lot of times people think that once the book is launched, that's the end. Um, Mm. It's really just the beginning. So we dig in deep to what happens after you've written your book and published it. I love that because as an author, I can speak to the fact that that is really where the magic happens. And we do, we get so wrapped up in our idea and launching and all that is important. And the process is so magical and can be magical if you just let go and get into it, right? But we don't spend as much time planning what happens afterwards. It's so true. (laughs) And it's... (laughs) And it's universal because it takes a lot of energy to write a book. It takes a lot of energy to launch a book well. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really common that we don't give as much thought to like, oh, right, there's still work to be done. The work never really ends. And there's a way to make that process joyful as well to tap into what you were saying earlier, because it can feel um, heavy and like, oh, gosh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. People are going to be tired of me. But that's not true. That is a story that we tell ourselves that we can choose something different and bring the joy to what was it in the first place that drew us to want to write about this topic, to write the book? And how can we serve that mission and the message of the book to get it into the hands of the people that need it? I love that. And it is about keeping that momentum going, right? Because there's so much excitement and momentum in the beginning, you know, and then you're stepping into all the steps along the way, right, of writing that book. Um, And then you reach this like, real high with it. And then the book launches and your bestseller and all these great things happen. And then all of a sudden, if you don't pay attention, I feel like that momentum starts to really die down. If you don't have a plan already in place for after launch, you can go down quickly if you're you're not watching that. Yes, absolutely. It can be a very rapid descent. And one of the things that I work with my authors on is we do build in with launch. There's like recovery days after launch because it does take a lot of energy. There's a lot of excitement. So we build in those recovery days, but we already have that first 90-day plan of what's happening after launch so that we can really maximize on that momentum that builds. I love that. I love that because I wish I had that 90-day plan for my book. So uh, speaking from experience, it's so important, but it's really kind of like a lot of things in life. I feel like with that flow, like it's like all the excitement before you have a baby, but you don't, nobody really spends a lot of time talking about what happens after, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, wait a second. You said this was so fun and joyful. Like, what do I do now? Right. And you've got the next 25 years to figure it out. So it's kind of like that because, it, you know, anything creative, I feel like, is like birthing a child. It's birthing our little baby. That book is our little baby, you know, and for me, making four CDs before I made my book, each one of them was a baby and I fell in love with for its own reason. So, yeah, being brave enough 
to step up and launch that into the world, I think is the first part of the equation, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a vulnerable process as well. And you think about that using, you know, the comparison to a baby, you, you want everyone to think that your baby is beautiful. Right. <laughs> and we also want people to love our book and we can hold some energy around, you know, what are people going to think? It's very vulnerable to share your work with the world. And, um, that takes energy as well to manage that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like, that vulnerability, um, the energy, your heart that goes into the book, right? Like I used to say that my CDs were like my heart wrapped up in cellophane, right? Mm. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> thank you. Because it is, you You put your heart and soul, everything you've got into creating that art book, whatever it is, your piece of art. And you do feel so vulnerable when you're sort of like handing somebody your heart, right? You're like, yo, you're going to like this, you know? And so taking a business mindset like you have and a structure and and a planned map beforehand, I think takes a lot of that, um, I'm, I'm going to call it emotion, that mm -hmm. uncertainness, that kind of emotion, right? That imposter syndrome, that like, Ooh, I can't do this, or nobody's going to want to read my book. All those little stories we say inside of our head. How do you help people overcome that? Yeah, well, part of it is just acknowledging that that happens to everyone. That is going to be part of the process. And the more that we can acknowledge and normalize that, it really helps through, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is showing up again. That just means I'm on my growth edge and being able to navigate those waters. But when you're thinking that like, oh, this is going to be such a simple process and I have a guide or a coach. And so this is going to be easy breezy. It's going to be easier if you have someone guiding you, mm -hmm. but you're still going to go through that, you know, the river of emotion is still going to be there. It's just that you're going to be able to navigate through it a little more quickly and to have someone to hold up a mirror and help you recognize it for what it is, mm. right? It's just a step on this journey. Mm -hmm. And okay, we're going to take a minute and sit with it and acknowledge it because the more you try to stuff it down, the more it's going to be dominant in your thoughts. Um, but we work through it. We work through it. I love that. And I love that you're calling it out. You're saying, here's the, this is normal. This is what happens to all of us because sort of, you know, not knowing what to expect is different than if somebody says, here's maybe what's going to happen and we're going to tackle it this way. You know, you already have a plan for it. You have tools in mind. I love that. I think that really sets people up for success in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it really does. And you know, what is surprising sometimes to people with that imposter syndrome, it really has nothing to do with even your level of education, whether it's someone with a PhD or someone that has come up th through life, the school of hard knocks, it's the same. It, it impacts everyone the same. So it's really kind of interesting um, and seeing how that just the, the playing field gets leveled because no one is immune from it. That is really interesting. And what do you think because I always tell people the stories that we tell ourselves always have a higher purpose, right? And when you can kind of tune into the higher purpose, they're all there for a reason. It used to serve us. Maybe it no longer serves us. But to identify that it's there for a reason, what would you say if you were to tell somebody the reason why we all feel that? Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm not sure. I think the reasons behind it and the meanings behind it are different for each individual. It's a common uh, phenomenon or emotion, but I think it serves a different person 
a different purpose for each person. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little tongue tied there. Um, But part of it is just like, I take it as an indicator also as this is important, this matters. And if it didn't matter, these feelings wouldn't be showing up. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's kind of that check like, okay, yeah, I'm in this, 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 I'm doing this for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care this much. Right. I love that. I love that. And we're stepping out of our comfort zone. As you were saying that I was just, you know, whenever you step out of your comfort zone, the mind wants to pull us back. Oh, wait, you really, do you sure you want to do that? You want to tell everybody those stories? So, you know, all those little games that plays with us. And I love that you're, you're, you're kind of ammoing people up to be prepared for that so that they can have some tools in their back pocket. Um, I'd love for you to share with us just a quick little tool that you teach your people to kind of get over that once they start feeling those feelings coming up and saying those things in their head. Well, you know, something that's really simple and it isn't even related specifically to a book, but when you think about other situations in our lives, because we've all been through it, right? (laughs) We've all been through things and we've done hard things and we've done things that we didn't think we could do, that we didn't believe that we were capable of doing, yet somehow we did that. And that simple act of reflecting on what are the hard things that you've done? What is the evidence that you've created in your life? that you are capable of doing hard things. Mm -hmm. I think that in and of itself is a really good jumping off point. Absolutely agree. And for my clients, I call it a feel-good folder. Yeah. So I have them create this little feel-good folder. And every time they start to doubt, they pull their folder because in that folder is the list of all the really cool things they've already done. Just like you said, evidence. Oh, wait a second. I forgot about that. You know, it's sort of like a life resume as opposed to all of our jobs. You know, oh, that time I got over that big heartbreak or, oh, that time I I won this award. You know, it can be good and it can also just be something that we got through, Um, like you just said. So we got through hard times before and we can say to ourselves, hey, I know I can do this again. I love that. I really love that. That's really fabulous. Um, So I love your story because... As the positivity lady, you were that for six years and you really were more of a coach without the specific book avenue. How did you make that pivot in your life? It's kind of a crazy story, really, even how the whole thing began. I became known as positivity lady because I started an online community back in 2010 called Positivity Nation. And that all started out of a feeling for me, I was feeling I was going through a really dark time in my life and felt like there were probably other people that had gone through similar things. And I knew that if I showed up for other people, I would show up better for myself. And so it was a mechanism really for myself to kind of get my get myself moving forward and back on track with kind of the optimistic, upbeat person that I typically am, but had lost because of temporarily lost because of some real hardships that I was going through. And so in building this global community, and I have to say, I I live in a teeny tiny town in in Maine that's 525 people, like teeny tiny. Wow. (laughs) That is small. Um, Like just a little dot. And when I started this community, I didn't know anything about Facebook or social media in 2010. And we, in fact, still had dial up internet at that time. (laughs) So the modem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was slow. You couldn't get uh, a video to load, nothing like that. But it was one of those things where 
I, I had no clue what I was doing yet. I was doing it anyway mm-hmm. and was finding a lot of satisfaction in being able to support other people and how it was buoying my, my self-esteem, my confidence, my purpose. And through that is how I, I got to be known as Positivity Lady. But when I got to, um, it was about 2016, going into 2016, I felt like I needed to pivot. There were, it, it felt as though the persona of Positivity Lady became a box and it felt very um, stifling and that I couldn't serve in the higher purpose that I felt called within that box. Now, it doesn't mean I gave up on the thought of positivity. I'm very much a positive thinking, believe in positive psychology and all of those things. But I I felt like I needed to let that go as far as being the leading, um, the leader that came into when people thought about me. And the first shift was actually into life and business strategy, which was just a, a little bit of a shift because I'd learned a whole lot in the past six years about these things. And people were asking me questions about these things. So my coaching just took on a slightly different focus. And then when the pandemic came, I found that my clients and people that I was just meeting, um, mostly online, there were a lot of questions about how did you publish your book and um, different questions that were specific to publishing. And it wasn't my desire uh, necessarily at that time to go into publishing. But what I found is it was a natural evolution. My clients at the time were coaches and entrepreneurs. And most of my clients today, um, as it relates to book coaching and publishing mentorship, are also entrepreneurs and coaches. So it's just serving people in a little different way. But I bring all this toolkit with me. And I think that's one of the things for all of us. I think there's a lot of shifts going on for people. And to remember that just because you're in a new role or doing something new, like all of the skill sets that you bring forward with you and how that serves you and also your clients. I love that because it's like a culmination of your life's work, right? Like, and I often say that about my book, my book is a culmination of everything, right? Like my time in corporate America, Mm -hmm. you know, my time having an online business, my time as a musician, you know, and everything that I've studied since, you know, I started studying self-help when I was really young and it's everything because it's coming from here. It's coming from here, right? It is, it's our life's work all wrapped up in there. And I feel like everything just led me right to this point, which is, it sounds like exactly what you're explaining. Yeah. And it's interesting. I'm at this point in my life, I'm 55 now. And there are often times that I will think and I'll look back and reflect on like, oh, if I didn't meet that person, or if I didn't say yes to this opportunity, or if this thing didn't happen, it's like connecting those dots and seeing how it definitely wasn't a straight line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But how each one of those things, choices, interactions, um, putting myself forward when I was scared, but doing it anyway, how all of those things did lead to exactly where I am today. And it feels like being in purpose. I love that because when you're in purpose, you're on purpose, you're living in alignment with what you intended to do. That's when we find real joy, right? Like that's when our life is we're incongruent. If you you were not in, we're incongruent with everything 
we're, we're one, as opposed to when you're incongruent and you wish you were doing this or you wish you were doing that and you were not living your purpose. I love that. I feel like that's where real joy comes from. And it seems like you are a picture of joy. <laughs> well, and I think, right, to remember that joy is different than happiness. And joy is that deep, innate um, feeling where happiness is external and joy is internal. So it doesn't mean that you're never going to have a hard day or a difficult moment, but it's something it it manifests differently when it's a true joy. And I know in my work, I find that everything flows with mm. so much more ease. Mm -hmm. And that's a litmus test for me when I know am I am I getting am I stepping out of purpose or am I in purpose? It's like, does it feel like I'm pushing a rock uphill or is it everything is just falling into place? And being aware of that, that that's something that took practice mm -hmm. to really tune into that. But the more that I've come to do that in my life, in all areas of my life, it just, there's so much more that deep joy and satisfaction. I love that. And, and it's in, you're in alignment with the universe, right? Like you said, you're not yes. pushing against, there's no resistance. And that's an indication that you are on the right path things start yeah. to open up. You meet the right people. Synchronicities are happening, right? Exactly. I love that. I love where we're going with this conversation. Everybody don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after a word from our sponsor. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? 
Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Hello and welcome back to Look for the Good. We are here with Lynette Pottle and we are talking about some really cool stuff. And one of the things you said, Lynette, that really stuck in my head, we were just talking about joy and how joy is innate and comes from within and happiness is more of an external thing. And you said something about feeling that fear, right? And I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Feeling that fear that bubbles up when we're about to step into something new and pivot into something different. Um and that whole concept of feeling the fear and doing it anyways, let's talk a little bit about that. Share with us how you did that. Yeah, starting before you're ready is one of those things when I look back and reflect, it's shown up in my life, like all of my adult life in different ways. And starting before you're ready, what I found also is that you're really never ready until you start, right? <laughs> I love that. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you don't you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And we can get all up in our heads and weave some really wonderful fiction and tell ourselves <laughs> stories. I, I talk about all the time how I argued my limitations. It took me seven years and 56 days to publish my first book. And that was because of how hard I was arguing my limitations. So starting before you're ready doesn't mean that you're going into it, you know, just haphazard, mm-hmm. but it is recognizing the fact that it's not going, if you're doing something new, it's never going to feel comfortable. If you're stretching, it is going to be uncomfortable. And there's a difference between that feeling of discomfort or a feeling of danger, right? And being able to tap in and know the difference um, of what that feels like in your body. and starting before you're ready, knowing that you're going to learn along the way. And that's okay. We don't have to be perfect. And that's one of the things that I, you know, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And that took some time also. And um, for someone that's listening that maybe is in their 20s or early on the path to to know that, yep, you're not going to do it perfectly and it's okay. And and if you still believe in perfectionism, that's okay. You'll learn. (laughs) (laughs) The hard way, like we all did. (laughs) Like we all did. Or if you're someone listening and then you're at this age and stage where you're starting to reflect, I think it doesn't necessarily mean that it goes away. It takes work. I've been doing, like you, you know, personal development, self-help work for, for decades to get here. It doesn't happen accidentally. But that's one of the really valuable things that I did learn around stepping in. You can't get feedback from the universe. You can't get feedback whether you're on the right path or not until you make a move. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You can think about something all day long and it could be total crap, right? (laughs) There might not be a grain of truth into what you're thinking and you don't know until you take a move. And then go from there. What's the next best step? And I'm a big believer in small steps. I don't think it has to be a big leap. There's a lot of talk about taking the big leap. And there may be times when that's a a good choice, but it's not a good choice for everyone. And knowing that small steps taken continuously, consecutively will build a runway. So then you can take off. It doesn't have to be either or. 
I love that. And I, I talk a lot that, about that with my clients too. That's the only thing, that's the only place change ever comes from, right? It's those yes. tiny little steps. And then you get 30 days into whatever it is and you turn around and you go, wow, I guess that really did make a difference because it's that cumulative effect, right? All that good stuff starts to accumulate. And I think people think a lot about the accumulation of stress and the negative stuff, because mm. that certainly piles up real quickly. And if you don't do something about it, then you're going to have that explosion. But people don't realize that the same thing happens with positive stuff. The more you put in, the more you do, the more you build, the more you build, the sooner you get there. And I love what you just said about building that runway so you can take off, right? I love yes. that. So, you know, and it's so funny talking about the little things and the negative. I, I think about that often. It's like we give so much power to the little thing when we talk about the straw that breaks the camel's back. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like, oh, okay, that was just it. <laughs> that's the final straw. <laughs> right. Well, if we can assign that much power to that one thing in the negative, why can't we flip the script and do the same thing in the positive? So, yes, thanks for bringing that up. I love that. I flip the script. We talk about that all the time, right? It's just that little story. It's that one little belief that you keep saying. And I mean, it, you probably think, feel the same way, but a lot of times don't even realize, people don't realize they're saying that. They don't realize that it's actually something going on in here and not necessarily out here that keeps being repeated over and over and over again, right? And that's where a lot of our disempowering beliefs are hiding out right there in that script, in our stories, in what we say to ourselves quietly when nobody else is listening. Exactly. exactly. And, and that's the stuff that can stop us dead in our tracks. So I love that you're helping people get in there and realize that, you know, hey, we all feel this way sometimes, but let's get in there and figure out what you're saying to yourself because we kind of customize those stories for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we each have our own little custom one about, you know, perfectionism. I've got a couple like that. So you got to get in there and figure out what is your flavor of disempowerment that you give yourself quietly. Um, and then and only then can you sort of help people release that and plug in a better, more powerful, empowering script for yourself. I just love that. Yeah. It, That's right. it makes all the difference in the world. And um, I just want to throw a shout out to right now. This is specifically related to books, but um a guest that I recently had on, on my podcast, Julianne Eason, she has a book called The Five Author Freakouts. And um, she has worked with million dollar book, you know, um, authors mm -hmm. and has been, and what she talked about is back to that um, imposter syndrome and things there. It shows up for everyone. And in her book, that's one of the things that she talks about is you can expect these are the things that are going to show up. These are the stories that we're telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a really interesting um, spin on that as well to see. And, and it's a great book. So I recommend I love that. Oh, that's super cool. I want to read that. Yeah, totally. Because when you can expect it and you know what to look for, because that's just how our brains are wired then people say, oh, wow, okay, well, I'm not the only one who feels that way. Because I think a lot of times our people are afraid that they're the only ones that have those little insidious stories inside yeah, their head. And you don't want to say anything because you do think you're the only one. So you don't want people to think less of you mm -hmm. or lose their trust in you. When in fact, it's like, if you just show up as you're human, like we're all human, we're in this together. That's what makes you relatable. That's what I find for myself, it took a while to get there. But when I started showing up just as myself, as my goofy, flawed, imperfect self, 
that's when I started attracting the most amazing clients, my dream clients. But when I was putting on this kind of facade of mm-hmm. what I thought I needed to show up like as a professional in an online business, um, I wasn't attracting those kinds of clients because I wasn't showing up as myself. I love that. That is so, so powerful. And take that same concept of showing up online for a business and show up for yourself in your book, because that is what makes a good book is when you can put all that stuff behind you. You know, when I'm writing a song, if I'm thinking about what somebody's going to think about my line, it's not going to be a very good song, right? That's right. <laughs> and and so when when people are thinking about that, that's the stuff that makes the book great is it's your book. Nobody else says it the way that you say it in your unique language with your goofiness. I mean, if you read my book, my subtitles, I had so much fun writing my subtitles. <laughs> and you might not even realize it. Some of them are super silly and they're throwbacks and you got to kind of know where my mind's going. And my mind thinks in music. So a lot of them might be song titles or a play on a song title. So that's the kind of stuff that makes you unique is when you can show up for yourself. I just love that, Lynette. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with someone recently and she such an intelligent, funny, witty uh, woman. And she said, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book. But then what stops me is I think if my book is sitting next to Mel Robbins' book, why are they going to pick up my book? And it's like, why wouldn't they pick up both? Mm. Right? So some of that also limiting when we're comparing ourselves to other people, it becomes this either or. And it's like, no, it's like all of the flavors. You go to get ice cream. You don't have to choose just vanilla. You can choose like a scoop of everything. Um, and that is really powerful when you can start to think that you are going to be just the right flavor for someone. Not everyone's going to relate to me. Not everyone will relate to Carrie. It's like there's someone that needs you and your perspectives and experiences um, to show up and guide them. I love that. I love that. And that is the juice. I'm sure that's what you try to squeeze out of people. What makes you uniquely you, right? What Go back to what you used to do as a kid. I say that a lot to my clients. What were your passions? You know, what makes you uniquely you? That's your material. That's your shtick or that's just who you are and in your flavor, right? And I love that. I think getting people to tap into that can really bring somebody back to their authenticity, but also to help them find their purpose in life. Yes. And that's huge. Totally huge. And I think a lot of people, I saw a stat one time said something like 80% of people think that they have a book in them, right? If you, it, it was a survey that was done, right? Yep. But how many people really get down to the brass tacks of writing that book, Lynette, you know? Yeah. Well, the same statistic will tell you that 3% of people um, actually write the book. And for most, what I find, or at least for most of the women that I interact with, they stop, they don't even get through the first draft. And you can't publish a book if you don't have a manuscript, right? But it's working through, that's where the big kind of hairy monsters show up is just getting that (laughs) first draft done. But if you can get through that, then the rest of it will come with much more ease. So you're kind of front loading some of that work, but know that it's okay, it's expected. Mm-hmm. And then once you get through that, it's going to help move you through the rest of the process. I love that. And they say, don't they say, just you just write it. That's just the stream of consciousness. That's just your ideas without you editing anything. 
Yeah. So my little mantra is editing as you go makes you slow. Oh, it's so true. (laughs) (laughs) And it trips us up. So we could have like an amazing first chapter, but it's taken us six months to write that one (laughs) chapter because we keep rewriting it. And it's just, if you can get everything out on the page, then you have something to work with. And then an editor has something to work with, right? Because you own your intellectual property. Nobody else has lived your life, has had your experiences. And once you get that down on paper, and once you, you know, even once you go through the refining process, if you hand it off to an editor, they're going to bring the sparkle and shine out. That That's their zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Your zone of genius is your experience and getting it down just in whatever form you can. Mm-hmm. And then being coachable enough and open enough to feedback to be able to work with someone to help you just elevate your message and elevate your words. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. And it's just that first part. It's the first step of anything, right? It's the hardest. You stop going to the gym. The hardest thing is to start going again, right? It's that same thing. It's just diving in and just continuing to. And and, and also, I feel like time management, too, is a big piece of that. Making time to write your book, making time to do whatever it is, whether that's self-care, which I think writing is (laughs) self-care. Um, a huge part of self-care for me anyways, um, and, and putting it in your schedule to actually get it done. Yeah. And not only just like from the time management, I really see it also as an energy management piece when being aware of when are you, your most creative self Mm -hmm. is for me, that's in the evening. I wish it wasn't, but it is. So if I tried to work against that, it's just going to take 10 times longer to accomplish something. You know, many of my clients, it's first thing in the morning, and that's how they start their day with the writing. But it's it's knowing what works for you. There's no one size fits all. I think that's the biggest message I think I would send to anyone that's even considering writing a book or doing anything. Let's face it. There's mm-hmm. no, like you hear all the time about five steps to do this or blueprints and that's all great. That's great for marketing, but the at the heart of it is there is no one size fits all. It's knowing yourself and what works for you. If if working one day a week and having a full day of writing works for you, awesome. Do that. If having an hour a day works for you and it's in the evening after the kids have gone to bed, awesome. Commit to it and do that. It's finding what works for you. What works for me isn't going to be the solution for anyone. That is so true. Than myself. I love that because you can apply that to everything. Hey, stay tuned. I know you guys are listening to everything Lynette's saying or hanging on her every word. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? 
In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to CarrieRowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, welcome back to Look for the Good. I know you're waiting to get back into that conversation with Lynette because it was really, really cool and intense. And we were came up with, you know, this discussion about Lynette was saying a one-size-fits-all. There's no one-size-fits-all for anything, whether it's business, writing a book, self-help, uh, personal development, right? And it's that's the biggest piece is figuring out what works for you and knowing yourself, right? I can tell people to meditate all day long, but that might not be their thing. Um, so when people start to lose that trust in themselves, right? And they, they're trying to get in there and understand what works for them. But sometimes we we sort of stumble along the way whether it's the book process or starting a business or anything, any new venture that we're starting, what do you do when you start to lose that belief in yourself? Well, I think one of the things is actually some pre-work before you get to that point to set yourself up for success in having a support team, whether that is, uh, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean a, a paid coach. I think paid coaches are amazing. And I've had incredible coaches that have made a huge difference in my life. I like to think that I make a difference in my clients' lives, but but there are people in your life, whether it is you know a really good friend, a mentor, having that support system that you can trust these folks, that you trust their judgment, you know that they're straight shooters, right? Somebody isn't just going to tell you it's all sunshine and rainbow. It's not the feel-good person. It's nice to have a cheerleader, but that shoot straight from the hip kind of person that's going to let you know. Because if you have those people in your corner, and then you get to this place where you're doubting, you're feeling like you're failing, 
and you trust them, right? And you can share openly what you're going through. You can lean into and trust their belief in you. When they tell you that they believe in you and what they see in you and what you're doing, you can trust that even when you're not trusting yourself, right? Sometimes we we have betrayed our own trust. We don't keep our commitments to ourselves. We can do things that really um, hampen that (laughs) trust that we have in ourselves. But yet if we have that, even just one person, that sees something in us, that believes in us, if you can lean into that and trust them, that can get you over the hump. But that, like I said, that's pre-work. When you're Mm -hmm. at that situation that you're already like falling apart, you can go into a spiral pretty darn quick. And if you don't have anyone, you know, a business bestie, um, someone that understands what you're doing, I really talk about that a lot too. If you have, if you're writing a book, having someone else that's already successfully completed that, or if it's online business, someone else that understands the dynamics mm-hmm. of an online business so that you're speaking the same language. It isn't just that they're pacifying you and trying to make you feel better. They can, they can challenge you. Sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes we need to be challenged mm-hmm. to kind of shift us out of that negative thinking or or just leaning into their belief that you're doing a great job you're doing exactly like this is normal yeah and you can trust that and move forward i love that it's having the mentor right it's having somebody who's already been there they've done it and we can feed off of that success as well you know and see what is possible because when we can picture the future that we want in our mind before we have it it makes it a lot easier for us to attract that through the universe um so I love that. And that's basically you're saying, have a mentor, have somebody in your corner that you know you can call and they're not just going to, you know, blow sunshine and and yes. rainbows and unicorns at you. <laughs> Although sometimes we need that. <laughs> but to give you the real hard, cold facts that you might not want to hear, hey, you know what? You're not putting the time in. I know you're frustrated, but, you know, you haven't, have you been writing? Have you been, what about what happens to the self-help? Because one funny little thing that I'm sure you will agree with is sometimes as we've got set up these plans for ourselves, especially when it comes to self-help and self-development. And I, you know, love people to set up a, a non-negotiable in the morning routine. And we start doing that and all this great progress is coming. But then as humans stop, we stop. Oh, I don't need to do that today. Oh, I'm doing so good going to the gym, whatever it is, writing on my book. And then once we stop, then we keep stopping and then that starts to accumulate and that's when it gets kind of tricky. And how do you help people at that point when they sort of got themselves in that little quagmire? Yeah. And and it does become more difficult, right? And it goes back to tapping into previous successes. And um, another kind of a pre-work type of thing, anytime that I'm working with someone with a book project, the very first thing we're doing is visioning about you know, getting really clear and anchoring into why does it matter to them? What is it that they see? What is it that they want to accomplish by publishing the book? And having that anchor uh, to go back to being connected to the reason for why it even matters, Mm -hmm. like to have that as a conversation to go back to, well, what's changed, right? And sometimes that's how you have to approach it. Maybe it has changed Mm -hmm. and let's not diminish that. But if it if it has, let's get really clear because this is what you were talking about three months ago when we got started. What's changed? And most often what they're going to realize is it's nothing's changed. It's fear has shown up. 
um, you know, judgment, self-judgment, all of these things are starting to show up. But really, when they get anchored back in, it's like, yes, that's still important. And they and it's just about getting refocused. We need that little tune-up along the way. Mm-hmm. I love it. The little tune-up. And I love the, your concept of the pre-work because when you do the pre, it's like setting the stage, right? When you're doing that pre-work, um, then everything else just comes easier. And then you can always drop people back in because that why is always got to be so big and so powerful, right? Because my why, just like we talked about before, customizing it is going to be different than your why. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so when people can really tap into the why in anything in life, why do you want that? Why do you want that goal? You know, it's really the intention behind everything. And that's what drives everything is that why. So I think that's a really, really big, powerful piece of why people might want to write a book. Yeah. You know, and it really can't be stated enough. All of these little, seemingly little things, all of the pre-work, those are the things that get skipped over, get glazed over. Cause it's like, oh, I just want to get to work. Mm-hmm. I just want to do this. I just want to get writing. I just want to have 50,000 words. Well, you can have 50,000 words that don't turn into a book, right? Cause you don't, <laughs> you don't know yeah. where you're going. <laughs> There's like a whole lot of things you need to do before you start that. And the mindset work that needs to go into it before you start is it's the, one of those investments that pays off um, huge dividends, huge dividends. And then when you stumble on one of those blocks, you already have a plan. You've already thought about it. You've done your pre-work, you know where you're headed and you can just refocus yourself. Like you said, get that vision back in your mind. And that vision has to be the strongest thing that you're focused on, you know, to keep driving you forward. Because there are many times where it felt very, very overwhelming when I, when you have a deadline, you know, if you have a publisher or not, you should have a deadline. And when you have that deadline, you're like, oh my God, I'm on chapter three. How am I going to write to <laughs> chapter 13? <laughs> Whoa, this is harder than I thought, <laughs> right? And so I love that you give people that pre-work. So you've already gone through that. You've already planned because you know what all the pitfalls are. You've been through them all before. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, we're all unique and different, but these issues that come up, they're, it's, they're really not special. Like <laughs> everybody... Everybody has the same thing. It manifests in a little different way, mm-hmm. but at at the core of it all, it's all very common things. And you know, if you do get, it's not impossible. Like sometimes people will get halfway through writing a book and they realize that they're not writing about what they really need to be writing about. Should mm-hmm. be, you know, I don't like the word should, but like they're taking an easier route. Maybe they're not talking about a tough topic. So when those things come up, if we can pause, yes, we can go back to the anchor, but if something has changed, we can realize, oh, right, mm-hmm. right. So how are we going to navigate this moving forward? And there's always options other than quitting. Yeah, <laughs> right? Always. Yeah. You come that far. <laughs> right. And there's always ways. And, and I love that because sometimes that's where the magic lies. When you, maybe you started on this topic and you had this aha moment and you realize, I have to write about this is really my topic. And I feel like writing uncovers that. That's why journaling is so powerful, right? It's like you're you're journaling, you're getting it out on a piece of paper and and that cathartic experience that happens sometimes opens up something else inside of us. And maybe that's the real message that the world needs to hear. Yeah. So that's really powerful. Well, tell us, I know everybody loves what you're saying. This has been so incredible having you on. Um how can people work with you? Where can they find you? Where should they look you up online? 
Yeah, well, there's a, a few places as far as social media goes. I'm most active on Instagram, and my handle is at she gets published. Um, my website, she gets published.com. So it's all very see a theme there. Um, <laughs> I love that. Then theme. The podcast is she gets published, the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Do you have t shirts? She gets published. The I don't yet. I don't have any merch, but I've been thinking about it. You should. It's totally adorable. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, so you can find her at shegetspublished.com and on Instagram. You heard all those things. And I will have that in the show notes. So go to dreamvision7radio.com or my website at carryrowan.com. Um, and I love it because we didn't have to spell anything on radio a lot. We spell things. <laughs> right. <laughs> She gets published. We don't have to spell a thing. So that's easy. Um, and thank you everybody for tuning in. And thank you so much, Lynette, for coming on and sharing this incredible wisdom with us today. It was a total joy to be here. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much. And remember everybody, it's never too late to live your best story. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Ever feel like something's missing from your life? Do you wish you could easily eliminate what's holding you back from living your dream life? Christina Deering, spiritual awakening guide and shaman healer, is on a mission to help you find true inner peace and fulfillment. Using the most potent healing modalities on the planet, Christina will help to transform everything that's in the way of what you want, guiding you to create a deeper connection with your authentic self and unlock your divine purpose for being here. And I can personally say that after my healing with Christina, I felt this deep sense of calm and freedom. It was so powerful. And now I carry that with me every day. So go and get her free checklist, top seven ways to heal what's in the way. And you're going to also receive seven guided healing exercises as an added bonus straight to your inbox. So go visit Deering. D-E-E-R-I-N-G dot com backslash heal. That's triple W I am Christina Deering dot com backslash heal today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. <laughs>